All right. Welcome, everyone, to Livestream Stars. I uh, hope everybody's having a great Monday. This is the debut edition of Livestream Stars presented by LivestreamUniverse.com. I'm Ross Brand, and every Monday we're going to be showcasing talented broadcasters who are delivering high-quality content across live stream platforms. And I'm so honored that our first guest today is Jennifer Quinn, host of The Daily Q Show, TDQ Show, hashtag TDQ Show, right? Yes, that's the hashtag, TDQ Show, that's right. So before I roll into your bio, a question I've wanted to ask you for a while is, how do you decide which color uh, microphone windscreen to use? I only have one and it's black, and I was wondering how you did that. So, you know, my vision was to have one to match my outfits, but I don't have enough colors for that yet. Give me time. How many do you have so far? I only have five. Oh, okay. And one of them is black. Oh, so you've got the standard and then you've got the variety. They come in like a variety pack or do you have to Uh buy each one separately? (laughs) No, variety. So for those that don't know, Jennifer hosts a show daily on Blab, uh, 3.15 every day. Yeah, I'm doing the time zone thing. Mm -hmm. So so 3.15 Eastern every day. Um, Monday through Friday. Are you taking this week off for the holidays? It is definitely a modified schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you're also the owner of youbeingsocial.com and you do consulting and um, help people with training and social media management and um, also have a very popular Twitter account. You have around 20,000 followers at at Jenny Q. Um, So check her out on, on Twitter. And um, I guess my, my first question is, um, I was looking at your website and you can make a great case for why somebody should get into what now I think of as traditional social media, Facebook, right. Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, uh, the sites that we've known for quite a while. Um, why should somebody get into live streaming and, and why did you choose to, to go so heavily into Blab? That is a very good question. I ask myself almost daily. No. <laughs> Why did I do no? So so the story for live streaming with Periscope, uh, for me, it, it started um I first heard about it really right after it came out. And at the time I only had a droid. So it wasn't really applicable to me. I didn't have access to it. I thought, oh, something else that's going to come and go. It didn't really mean much to me. When it came out on Droid, someone showed it to me again, Periscope. I said, you really should take a look at this. So I downloaded the app and I kind of, you know, was in, not not necessarily in, I guess, intrigued, but more just like curious. So I started poking around and it wasn't until I was on Josh Greenbaum's um scope. And if you know Josh Greenbaum, or if you don't, he's 26 years old. He lives in, in New York and he uh, he just talks to people. And he had a ton of people, you know, on his scope commenting and sharing and and he he responded to every single comment. And then um, something kind of clicked for me because I saw him make true connections with people. And it reminded me of uh, the beginning days of Twitter, 
um, well, my beginning days of Twitter, <laughs> when, when I started out and I, and, and what fascinated me about Twitter is the same thing that fascinated me about Periscope. And it was people are making real connections here. And I wanted to know more about it. I wanted to know more about the psychology behind it. I wanted to know what was going on. Um, and so, so that's, that's how I got interested in live streaming. Um, and then I was probably pretty annoying to everybody who knew me because I was like, you've got to check out Periscope. You know, I'd pull the phone. I'm like, here, come on, look, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we'd get on. Right. And so then, then I started to see the value for brands and for uh, businesses and for, um, you know, entrepreneurs to use it as well. Um, and then at some point, uh, Joanne Pham was, she's the founder of the Perry Girls, and um, she sh had her Periscope going, and she was doing, um, she was showing Blab. And I'm like, what is this? Something else new. So the next night I got on Blab with her. The night after that, I invited Vincenzo Landino, Josh Greenbaum, and Sal Jonas Martinez to join me on a Blab. And then six days later, I started the Daily Q show. I didn't give it a lot of thought, but it was just something that happened for me that went, I get this platform. I get what we're doing here. And I want to interview people. And it was just that simple of a decision for me. Right. It was amazing that like I, I spent about two. Wow. I'm hearing kind of an echo. Are you? I am not. Oh, but... OK. Then that's my issue. Um, so it, I spent about two or three days. I really didn't know anything about live live streaming. And I just started watching blabs like left and right. I watched a little bit of Periscope and I just felt like, OK, this is where things are going. This is like far more social than any other social network. Um. And so I started the live stream universe at Livestream Uni Twitter account, right? And within eight days, I had 500 people following me. And all I was doing was like tweeting out when people were hosting shows and, and you know, other news related to Livestream Universe. And it's been kind of slow growing since then. I think probably we're like maybe seven to 800 followers now. And it's probably been like another month since then. So that tells me that there's like a core group that's very passionate about live streaming and it hasn't yet caught on uh -huh. with the larger um, social media crowd. But the group that does it, I mean, there's so many people doing really high quality content. And I just want like, who are some of your favorites that you've had on as guests so far? Oh, it would be impossible to name favorites um, because Every single interview that I do, and as trite as this sounds, I swear it's the truth. After every single interview, I feel um, inspired to go be a better person or to go do better in the world. Everybody has their gift and everybody has their passion. And I get to have the true honor of sitting in the space with them to talk about their passion, you know, and what's not inspiring about that. Um uh, so I, I can't really say a favorite. I can say, I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't want to name favorites. Can you reword the question so that I'm not sure. saying favorite? <laughs> what have been some of your most interesting interviews? So, um, okay. Again, they're all interesting, but I'll, I'll start talking about some of the interviews. Um, so I had judge Alex on from judge Alex TV. And, uh, you know, I, first of all, was really honored that he agreed to be on my show. And I felt like um, he was so real and so authentic. And he has 
established so much in his life. He came um, from Cuba and really created, you know, a life that anyone would love to live. Um, and he did it all through hard work. Um, so that was very inspiring. Um, one of my um, people that I've always looked up to in social media is Brian Kramer. And he came on my show and I totally did fangirling and I was so embarrassed, but I, I'm like, can I just get the fangirling out of the way so we can get on with the interview? Cause you know, and he was just as gracious as you would, um, you know, picture him, uh, being, um, I've had Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. on and his, his, uh, father wrote the book, the four agreements. Um, and then Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. wrote The Five Levels of Attachment and some other books. Wow. Um, and he's actually been on twice, one for an interview. And then just last week, he came on to do a book discussion for his book, The Five Levels of, of Attachment. Great. Um, and so, I mean, with guests like that, how can it not be amazing? Right, right. Did you have a background in, in did you ever do broadcasting before? Had you been on camera or on radio or anything? I mean, you're, you're like a natural at this. So I was kind of wondering whether this was new or whether it was something you had done before. Thank you for that compliment. And no, I've never done anything like this before. The closest that I've gotten is in um, junior high and high school. I was in theater. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So we have some great questions. Um, Michael Whitson and some other people, and I, I'm going to get to them in just a second. But I guess before I do that, I want to ask you, what made you decide to go in all in like doing a daily show? Because a lot of people start like I'm starting this show, um, although the theme of it kind of more fits a, a, a weekly show and I may do some other things. But what made you decide I'm going to do this five days a week? Again, I asked myself that. You jumped in before you knew what you were doing and how much I work did. it was. I had no idea the preparation that it was going to take, both on the front end and the and the back end. I, oh, I you mean know. it's not just a half an hour a day? Boss, <laughs> <laughs> you know that. Um, I just had no idea the amount of work. I just didn't know. I don't know that it would have changed, though, to be perfectly honest. I don't know. Um, right, right. But it was more just excitement. It was more just excitement that made me decide to. So um, Michael asks a, a great question. How do you come up with questions that you ask your interviewees? So I think, so there's a couple things that I do. One is I'm just um, naturally inquisitive. So if I meet anybody anywhere, I'm going to be asking them a bunch of questions just because I'm curious. Um, so a lot of it's that, but also I think about, um, what the viewers might want to know, you know, if, so if, if I have a specific topic that we're covering, um, then, and I'll use an, an example, I'll use Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. So he wrote the book, the five levels of attachment. And so I'm thinking if I had read the book and now I'm seeing him be interviewed, which questions would I want to have answered? Um, so I kind of go that route. It's kind of like in marketing, when you are doing anything in marketing, you, you know, give your customers what they want. So for me, my customers are my viewers. So I try to think, but it, you know, it's hard to do. And I, I just try to hit it. I love how Blab has this option for viewers to ask the questions. Cause there's no way I'm going to be able to cover everything that people are thinking. I know Michael's making my job so easy here. He's got another <laughs> great question. Um, awesome. How do you ask people to be on your show? Do you have three tactics you could share with us, how you approach people to be interviewed? 
So that is a good question. And let me think about it for a moment. Um, typically, um, I just ask. There isn't really a tactic. I go, hey, I do this interview show. I'd like to have you on my guest. Do you want to do it? Like, it's that simple. And they're going to know whether or not they're interested in knowing more. I think maybe that might be one thing is I don't over complicate it. I just say, hey, hey. And then do you find you know, most people say yes, or do you find it's a mix? Um, so I think um, for me, my experience has been that most people are interested and it can often come down to um, a matter of timing. So are we going to be able to schedule it in? Right, right. Yeah. And, and are most of the people you interview um, familiar with Blab or do you have to explain and walk them through setting up an account and all? <laughs> yeah. Well, when I first started, uh, I was interviewing people who were on Blab. So that made it easier. Right. Because we were all learning at the same right. time. Um, but now not so much. They're not really that familiar with it. And so we do a, we do a pre a pre show training of sorts, you know. Um, where we go through all the steps, um, check the audio, check the video, because I've had too many interviews where um, I get on there and we can't hear or we can't see the guest. And then I'm, you know, calling blab for help. And, you know, right. Yeah. So you, you set you set a time with everybody that you have as a guest and you actually do like a mic check and you check their audio mm -hmm. and make sure. I, I guess you don't have to do that, or you do that with the people who are familiar with Blab. Like, I'm sure if you had, like, Vincenzo Landino on, you probably don't need to do an audio check with him, right? Right, right, right. If somebody's on Blab regularly, we re we probably don't do it. But I have people who are familiar with Blab who we still do it just because. And sometimes, to be honest, sometimes we're in the middle of the check, and my stuff isn't working. So I'm always grateful that we do that ahead of time. And then I'll have to reboot or whatever, you know. Right, right. And so how do you see like broadcasters or brands making use of this to, to monetize um, either for their business or, or to promote uh, more than they're doing at this point? And, and do you think that this is a platform that's really going to take off? Um, and do you see that happening like in the near future? Or is that something that we're, we're far from and, and we're kind of in the infancy right now? Oh, I think we're really in the infancy. I think well, we're, we're still beta. <laughs> we're, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And so what how people can use this, I think that your imagination is the is the only limit that you have. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what's still coming. I've seen some really cool things happen on Blab. Um, I love the show um, that Yo Pickles does with uh, Blab's Got Talent. You know, right, right. Like that is so cool. And then there's been, um, you know, labathons where people are raising awareness for things like kindness and generosity. And um, there was an auction on just the other day that I popped in on, and um, the virtual conferences are, are amazing. I mean, but but really, your imagination is the only limit. And when people, sometimes people ask me, "Do you think this will work on Blab?" I'm like, "Try it." Right, right. Try it. There, you know, try it. You're not going to know until you take it to market. And right now Blab is the market. So try it. Have you had any customers come to you and say, you know, I found you on Blab? No, but Periscope, yes. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. How often are you on Periscope? So probably like, well, it just, it really depends because I'm pretty, like, I'm going to say five to seven times a week. Wow. As a rough estimate. 
Yeah, sometimes more um, because I'm on the Perry Girls leadership team. And so we promote the other women, you know, you're talking about broadcasting, right? You're not talking about. Yeah, not not like how many times do you watch somebody else's scope? <laughs> right, right. Okay. Because <laughs> that would be an entirely <laughs> different answer. That, that would be kind of tough to get business off of just, you know, saying yeah. hi in the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you, what is the difference for you between the, the two platforms? Obviously, Blab, when you have guests, is a lot of preparation. But how do you use Periscope in comparison to, to Blab where you do an interview show and, and it's really more about your guests? Just exactly what you just said. It's very different for me. I think I'm actually even different. Like you see a different side of me on Periscope than on Blab. Well, like when I'm doing my interview, I mean, that's work, right? That's, you know, time to bring it, right? Whereas on Periscope, I use that more to kind of play and be goofy and stuff like that. Cool, cool. Yeah. If anybody wants to call in and has a, a question for uh, Jenny, we'd love to take it. Um, let's play a little something called best and worst. And you just tell me, you know, like whatever comes to mind. Okay. Best and worst trends you've noticed in live stream broadcasting. And you just um, have one for either, you know, one best. Okay. One okay. Okay. So the best trend in live streaming is for me personally, this is just my opinion um, is is groups who are coming together to support and encourage each other, like the body positivity tribe. Um, and you know, uh, Perry girls, Girls, for example, (laughs) you know, where it's all for, okay, let's together, we can achieve more and let's support and encourage each other. Um, was it best and worst? Are we going worst? Yeah, you could do worst. No, the worst for me clearly is like the sleeping scopes. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's you now, right? That's what they put on. I mean, I downloaded it, but I've never used it. I don't know. It's like where they, no, it's like where they put the camera on themselves while they sleep. Right, right. There's there's, there's an app called you now. And apparently that's popular on that app. Okay. Next time I think they'll try paint drying. Maybe that'll be the next. uh, (laughs) It's about that exciting. (laughs) That could be about as exciting as sleeping. What's the best and worst piece of social media advice um, you've heard given? Hmm. This is a fun little game, Ross. (laughs) You're keeping me on my toes. Uh, The best piece of social media advice would be. um, Have fun. (laughs) Seriously. But that's kind of like my best advice for everything. It's like, if you're not having fun, why are we doing it? What's um, a piece of advice that people give that makes you scratch your head and go, what, why is anybody telling people still to do that or to do that? In social media? Yeah. It could um, be any kind of social. It doesn't have to be live stream. Yeah. Uh, buying followers. Buying, like, I can't even believe that's still even a thing. <laughs> right, right. You mean like when you go to somebody's Facebook page and they have like, 40,000 followers and nobody's ever liked one of their posts. For example, <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Right, right. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, who do they think they're fooling? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, what is the best and worst thing about hosting a show on, on Blab? The best and the worst thing about hosting a show on Blab? Hmm. So, the best thing is the people. Like, that's kind of obvious though, Right. Right. And the worst thing is the glitches that can happen, the technical glitches. The beta issues. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no pressure, Ken. Did anything ever pressure. happen to you where you like you you dropped off the air and you had to oh, cut a show short? Oh gosh, I can't believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, maybe I shouldn't have asked that. No, no, because this was this was so, and you know, it would have been bad if it was anybody that I was interviewing, but it just so happened to be Joel Com. Oh man, and so it was already so. I was on vacation, and I. So I had a uh, like a makeshift studio and I had my laptop up, you know, so I couldn't touch the table because if I did, then it would all go and it looked like I was in an earthquake. Right, right. <clears throat> so that was bad enough, right? But then we're just, I mean, I mean, we're five minutes away from wrapping up the interview and my computer completely crashed, completely crashed. So I hopped on my iPhone because... I didn't throw this part of the story and I ended up buying an iPhone <laughs> just for live streaming. So I hopped on my iPhone, hopped on the Blab app. And because I had locked the seats as the host, this was before they made the change. Because right. I had locked the seats as the host, I couldn't get back into my own Blab. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing so hard. But Me that too. is a great story. That is, that it was is so amazing. Pan- it was so much panic. I was like, and then I'm like rebooting my computer. So even with my computer up, I still couldn't get back in. So we called Brittany in. She said, <laughs> okay, and she, we got on a separate Blab. She's like, Jen, <laughs> I think that you have to bring everybody over to a new Blab to wrap this up. So, but then she said, I'll send the ticket off. So that, that issue has been fixed and you're first, welcome. First world Blab problems. Uh, well, for sure, for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. But it, Kristen, but can you imagine I was freaking out? And you know, Joel, he's a pro. He handled it. He was fine. He was gracious. He was, you know, all those wonderful things. Um, but have the black folks reached out to you since you're you're doing a daily show? Have they been helpful to you in in either in something about your show or giving you a little heads up on on what's going on behind the scenes, what's coming up? So they don't call me and ask me what they should do. No, but they have been tremendously supportive. Um, you know, and encouraging and um, uh, always there with support. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they're that way with everybody, though. I don't think that's just because I have a show. I think that's just who they are. That's awesome. Thanks Mm -hmm. to everybody for for being here. I would love to get a call in before we uh, before we wrap up. Does anybody want to hop into an open seat? Come on, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Kristen, Kristen said you're not the first one to do it. First one to do what, Kristen? Oh, good uh, here she comes. Good. Hey, guys. Hey, Hi, Kristen, Kristen. How are you? Good. I'm I Robert C. Stern's here. I can't sure. right now, but I hate it when people say that. So. Hey, Robert. Jump in. Hey. Hi, Robert. Hey, Jenny. I don't have hey, questions, Robert. but I do adore and love the woman you're interviewing. Oh, wow. And oh, she well, knows how you, much I love her. <laughs> Thank you. Robert hosted an awesome show today. I missed Amazing it. Amazing storyteller, too. I need to go you back. You want to give everybody the highlights, Robert? It was just great, great discussion. Oh, we just, we just uh, you you put it on the live stream side, I know. It was about um, why, why don't businesses and companies take live streaming and social media so seriously? Mm. Now, Robert thinks that people should be on every day. You think people should be on or businesses should be on Blab seven days a week? Was that 
I didn't say they should. I didn't, say, I didn't say they should host every day. I think they should be somehow right, right. involved every day for consistency, so that they're in sight. Like Jenny, <laughs> Jenny hosts five days a week her, her show, but I see her in and out on Saturday and Sunday, popping in to blabs and listening and doing that. But she's not hosting a show, right? So, but I she's still, but she's still seen. Yeah, right, right. Hosting or being on air is not the only way to contribute to the community. Correct. And if you want people to come and watch you, then it's kind of nice to get involved in what other people are doing um, and show a little love and take an interest in what's out there because there's a lot of good stuff out there. I mean, it's like, it's like Facebook. You're supposed to post every day, right? You got to post one item a day. It's the same thing. Right, right. Kristen, how has it changed like Twitter chats for you now that you're both doing the Twitter chat, you're monitoring what's going on in the chat box? Um, it's, crazy. It's, really, it's really interesting because you'll notice that from a data standpoint, there's less activity going on on Twitter during the chat. Um, but the chats that I'm involved with have both been dual delivery from the beginning with a video piece that used to be on uh, Hangouts. Um, so I would say that, and I... It's not fair for me to speak to the host, but I would say that we've lost some data on Twitter, but we've gained a lot more interest and a lot more um, new uh, community members um, from using Blab. So we're riding the wave. We're enjoying it. Um, just trying to keep the Twitter side alive because that's um, part of part of the original concept and it has merit. Um, it will be interesting to see how things go over the next few months, I would say. But we love it people that I work with on here, we love it. So. That's that's great. Has, has anybody tried um, Google Plus since they've made the changes as far as um, have they made those changes public yet? I, I know they were changing Hangouts and they were going to try, I guess, to make it a little bit easier because Google unlike Plus this... turned into a Pinterest. Oh, really? That's what, what, did you say, I, that's what it reminds me of. I don't know about you, Kristen. It reminds me of like a new yeah. version of Pinterest. Well, they've changed um, the Hangouts, and they've changed the, the overall. They, they have the new Google+. Plus. And I will confess, yeah. I'm waiting um, a little bit before switching over because some of my friends gave me some feedback on it. I mean, I think it's going to be um, inevitable. But I heard some kind of, from a UI standpoint, some things that my friends didn't like about it. So I'm just kind of waiting for this the dust to settle a little bit before I really check it out. So you think it's, do you think it's going to be more user friendly than it is now the hangouts where you can set up something like what we have going here, or do you think it'll still be like one person uh, on the screen and then everybody like in a little box and people trying to figure out how to get in? Am I on the hangout or am I in the hangout on air? <laughs> I think they're trying for something more user friendly and more um, versatile. Um, I think that's the intent, whether it turns out that way, um, is going to be a different story. And, and mm -hmm. again, you've got, and not to slam Google, um, but you've got community like Blab where you've got the, the developers and the support team in here constantly listening to the feedback. I think that Google will need to, uh, to do that more if they want to keep pace. Yeah. So, I mean, and we're not slamming them. Like I had this discussion yeah. with somebody else. They thought I was slamming. Like I understand that G plus is great. Hangouts are great for one-on-one -on -one when you want to do something that that's not public. Um, it's it, it has its its uses, but and Google's great at a lot of other things, but mm -hmm. Blab nothing compares to this this format for me anyway. I mean, this is like radio. This is like talk radio simulcast. Uh, you know, that's basically what it is, and except it's making it available to anybody 
to have a show and, and any business or person to put their content out there. See, the I really – go ahead, oh, Robert. No, no, I was just going to say the thing that bothers me the most is that the people that did leave Google+, and, and, and the Hangouts and are kind of over here now, I don't think they're going to be drawn back so fast because the reason a lot of them made the move was there were issues and Google was not doing anything about it. Well, now that Blab came out and made all these amazing ideas and things like that, so they had no choice but to do something or they were going to lose more people. And now what the question is, oh, okay, do I go running back to Google? But in three, four years, am I going to be in the same spot that they didn't change anything again and they right. didn't keep developing it? That's why people left it. A lot of people left because they weren't fixing it and they weren't developing it further. I mean, Blab's been out, what, four and a half months? And how many updates do they do? And they've done updates. Like Jenny could say, oh, I would love if they could do this. If they like that idea, by the time Jenny's done with her Blab, they've already done it. <laughs> I, you know, I've described being being with in Blab Beta is like every morning waking up Christmas morning because you wake up and there's something new. It's like a present that you weren't expecting. But here's the thing, guys, and I'm not a tech person. I don't claim to know all, everything. But there, Blab is not even the first of its concept. It's not the first. The first doesn't always win, though. I think the significant things that are that are helping Blab along are timing. And also, and above all else, the responsiveness and the hard work of their team, period. Like, I feel like that's the huge differentiator. And they're sincere about it, and they're committed, and they want to pass it off. Excuse my French, but right. it makes well, a even, difference. Even the first thing they said to Brian when Sean came in, he's like, so, Brian, what don't you like about it? He, <laughs> he wanted to know the negatives right off the bat before Absolutely. he said, what do you think about it? It was... What don't you like about it? And they encourage people to try to break it. They're like, come on, give us your best shot. You know, I think that's fantastic. So, so I have a question for Jenny, actually. I thought of one. Awesome. So you have a certain, she's got that face on like she's scared. You have, <laughs> you have a, a certain way, and I, I missed the past few shows, and I am very sorry about that. But um, you always ended the show a certain way with this handful of paper <laughs> and i was wondering are we still doing that and are you using the same sheet ah! <laughs> we've graduated to my pen case and i was like you know i don't have to just keep scraps I don't of paper know if ross knows about this you might have to well, I've, se I've seen it i've seen oh, it okay. fortunately i'm not the guest on her show so i <laughs> didn't have to stress over it. No. I remember it in the early days when I was on your show. And she yeah. Goes, I have these papers and we're going to pick one. And then she goes, but if you don't like the question, you can pass once. Which was very nice because I would have said, no, nope, got to answer it. <laughs> I mean, if you want to show everybody um, who, who may be new to your show or whatever, how it works, I'll, I'll be happy to play. I'll have you, you want to play? play along. You want to sure, question? why not? Okay. All right. Okay, you guys. <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to regret this in a few minutes. <laughs> no, this will be fun. So if for those of you who are watching who have never seen the Daily Q show, what I do is at the end, I end every interview with a question for the guest, and um, they get one pass. So these, I did not write these. So if you pass it, you can pass it for any reason that it's stupid. It won't hurt my feelings. I didn't write them. Okay. So here we go. <laughs> Ross. Yes, Jenny. Your question, should you choose to accept it? <laughs> democracy. 
Good yeah. or bad? Good. Ooh. Oh, you want that's me to elaborate it. on that? That's it. He did answer the question. <laughs> I'm in favor. When you think You're of all in favor the, of democracy. Yes, when you think of all the alternatives, I think I, I would like to live under what we have as opposed to uh, other other options. <laughs> and you know, I want to I really want to give a shout out to um uh, David, Dave Salma at Heroics. Um, it was his idea for me to ask a question at the end of the show. Um, and so, and then I found these questions and I kind of modified his idea, but I, every time, almost every time I do this, I think of him cause it's so cool that he gave me that idea, you know? Well, I'm glad you got it in a little uh, pencil thing now, because Ross, if <laughs> you you've never only know. seen the early days of the Daily Q, where she just kind of <laughs> scooped them up in her hand and said, "These are my questions." Here, we could do a, we could do an instant replay. I've got questions. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh, this is too much fun. <laughs> too much fun. I, I was planning on only being on for like 20 minutes to a half an hour. I, I'm so glad Kristen and Robert and everybody stopped by. This is really, really awesome. Um, Jenny, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being the first guest on the show. Um, please keep us posted at Livestream Universe on, on what you're working on. Everybody, um, let me know if you have something coming up you want to share, something special or just a really good show. Um, we're happy to um, promote it and share it um, with our followers. And we're going to be on every Monday night, live stream stars, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Our next two shows are, are going to be good ones. We have another Jenny, Coach Jenny, Jenny Mustafa Julak, who is a thought leader in the Blab Sphere. And then two weeks uh, from today, we're going to have Roberto Blake, who's awesome across social media platforms. Um, he's not only an artist, but he's also a, a really brilliant business person. So I'm, I'm really excited at, at, at the people we have coming up. So I just want to say thank you again. Thank you again to uh, Jenny, Kristen, and Robert. And we'll see you next week. Ross, I want to say thank you for inviting me and having me on as your first guest. It's an honor. Really. 